And welcome back to another Fantasy Take TV podcast for the round 22 review. It's the last week of the year, which is a very exciting place to be. And boy, am I excited this week. The positive mental attitude has paid off all year and we've hit first place amongst the Fantasy Take TV podcasters. Oh. It's been a while coming. And look, this is why George was like, look, if you're going to be annoying to listen to you can at least host and so that's why you've got me this week um but winners are grinners we'll cop that on the chin uh no george as always how are we this week good mate good i'm happy for you i'm happy for you at least someone's ahead of george this year well it's, it's not me i feel like i'm last every year for the last two or three years so it's not nothing new for me but um yeah happy to see you've made a big comeback um along the last you know couple of months so i mean it, it is it's shown that it is possible, right? That you can be 20K, 20-something K around the buys and you can sort of make a charge home um, with the right players and the right, you know, um, team structure and right primos. But, yeah. Well done to you, George. How are you? You're not feeling the same, mate. <laughs> oh, I liked it better last week. But I do just remind myself that I didn't get the wits head start like JD did. Oh. So I've done, <laughs> done well to get near. I know you've come back with Brody and all that. So yeah, we've, yeah. we've done that 10 weeks in a row now. So that's... Uh, Go for that other maybe next year we'll remind ourselves of that. But um, uh, for me, for my rank this week, I was ranked 2K. Um, I'm ranked 2K on the dot and scored 2,400 and one. So no trades. Uh, I know JD, you got a trade, which is kind of nice. You can get out of a Sinclair or whatnot. But yeah, no trades for me. Just stick to what I've got this week. Hopefully Dale doesn't get tagged. Um, for me, my uh, three two ones for this week. Oh, how many negatives can I give out? So uh, my negative three votes, number one, Jack Steele. What was he doing on the weekend? Just worst game he's ever played, I think, since, I don't know, maybe his first or second year. Uh, the next two negative votes to Samuel Walsh. Uh, just not not clicking at the moment for Sammy, but I need a bit more from him. Lost and my one on the weekend as well, which was not expected given the outs in their midfield. I was just thinking, why is he starting at half forward all the time? Like yep. they have no mids. Don't get it. Um, a one vote, your mate, uh, and I give it to Jack Crisp. Uh, <laughs> just uh, was all right at half time, then didn't do anything in the third quarter. But the positive three has to go to. I'm going to give it to Oscar McInerney, even though I was negative forty points on Shrek. The fact that he's scoring one tens now is quite nice. Uh, two votes to James Sicily, who had a role change and scored well in that. A bit random in the midfield. And uh, give the one to uh, Jordan Dawson, who was outstanding. What about Fair you, JD? Enough. I wasn't going to jump right into that yet. I was going to tell everyone about the lovely agenda we had first before we jumped into our race oh, yeah, for the three, two, that. ones. <laughs> that, that's all good. I mean, that's why I'm the host and you've been relegated. But uh, yeah, so we've got, I guess, a little bit to go over this week. It's hopefully going to be a shorter week. We say that every week. It's a bit of a meme now. But uh, we'll go over the players that are likely to get tagged this week. So if you do have a trade or two, these are the players you should be looking to trade out. We'll also look at players that could go big this week as a one-off trade in target. Unfortunately, Jesse Cameron won't be on that list. And then we'll go over some captains and Q&A. Uh, but yes, uh, George, 2K rank flat, 2401. Uh, no, what about yourself? Uh, where, what was your rank and score? And what were you see three, two, ones? Uh, it was looking pretty good heading into Sunday, but a few 
couple of blokes got tagged, and um, which is obviously a topic of this week. But um, ended with two three nine six, so just under two uh, twenty four hundred, and went down a bit to to two thousand five hundred in the ranks. So yeah, I know I said last week top one k is a, a small chance, but it's obviously no chance now. Hoping just to get back inside the the two k um, with the big one this week. Uh, the negatives. Three to Jack Steele as well. George's already sort of went over that. That was the poorest game I think any of us have seen him play since sort of becoming um, a midfield sort of mainstay. Two, I think I give to Merritt again, just unable to handle those tags. Um, uh, still a problem for him. Um, and then the one, uh, tough, but I think I'll give it to um, Bailey Smith. Just I got him back in, held the faith that he'll get me some points in return. He was on 55, I want to say, at halftime and just sort of went missing in the second half um, and finished on 80-odd. So give it to him. I uh, could have given it to Nick Dacos, but he also got tagged as a first-year player, so a bit stiff to give it to him. Um, and then the, the positives, uh, I'll give the three um, maybe to someone like an Andy Brayshaw, who was one of the blokes who got tagged but managed to pull through with a 106. So um, rewarding for that. A two, maybe... Um, probably a Jack McRae for getting a, a decent score for us. I know it's not too relevant as far as ownership, but um, he actually played quite well for them. And then probably maybe a one similar to George Dawson, who's just um, keeps on keeping on. He's a chance for D1. I said in my video at the end of the year, he only needs to, you know, assuming Sinclair gets tagged, he needs to beat Sicily by I think about 20 points or 30 points and he gets that 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 uh, that banner. So that was me. How'd you go, JD? Uh, yes, so I scored a 24.98. It looked like it was going to be a little bit better, but um, along with many others, Merritt on Sunday did not help. And then there were a couple of players that didn't have like mills and stuff that went quite large, which helped others around me. Uh, but yeah, that was enough to move me up to 1.8K overall, which is good. Um, first first time inside the top 2K this year, I want to say. Um, so finally got there in the end. Uh, the negative 3-2, like my team looks pretty good on paper this week. There's only about five yeah. players who went under yeah. 100. So I think Crisp is the obvious negative three uh, just because, you know, pretty sick of it, to be honest. Pretty sick of it, Crisp. And every other defender I had went 100 plus apart from Crisp. So he doubly deserves it because it just ruins the, the screenshot. Uh, like I think Merritt and Neil are probably the other two that I could give the two and the one two, like just didn't handle tags very well. I was tempted to give it to Laird first sub ton since he came back from injury, but he's probably undeserving of a rocket. Uh, and then on the positive side, uh, I think it's very hard to go past Dawson for the three. Uh, yeah, just been an absolute pleasure to pick him and own him all year, start to finish, and definitely one that's on the short list already for next year. Uh, the two can go to, oh, like, I want to say Cogs, just because dogs are pretty hard to score against. So to pull out a 116 against the dogs, like, it's pretty impressive, I would say. And then, I don't know, like, there's lots of good scores around here. I'm not going to give it to Crips, even though that's pretty good. Oh, I, like, I should have given it to Shrek. Yeah. I was going to say Darcy, Darcy, <laughs> yeah. Darcy, yeah. Darcy, Darcy could have Darcy. Darcy uh, I figured everyone else was going to pick Darcy, which is why I had Dawson, and I just forgot yeah. about him. So let's give Darcy another point there as well. He definitely deserved yeah. it. Um, yeah. And I'll tell you what, there was another ruck this week that could have got points, and that is Max Gorn. Except none of us own him. One twenty nine looked very good, and I don't know if you guys saw this during the halftime. Uh, I think it was the Essendon Port game. No one would be watching this, um, and it was probably like. Many of us Essendon fans that were looking forward to the ads. I was, but, was watching, but Max Gorn, Max Gorn was in a ad where actually 
co-workers now. Us and Maxi <laughs> gone. And did either of you catch this ad? I think I've seen him before. I've seen it on YouTube, I think. Yeah. So he's like standing oh, yeah. in front of a mirror, like mirror? piping yeah. himself up and then like it cuts <laughs> back and it's like him in the little locker room full of the other guys and it's just like really awkward. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, what's not awkward is Eno, who is going to do a much better ad read for Manscaped and uh, our sponsors for <laughs> the show this week. Uh, look, I, I beg to differ, but Manscaped, uh, of course, they are our sponsors and um, Father's Day is coming up. So I think that's the main thing. 4th of September, it's only a couple of weeks away. Got to lock in your Father's Day present. We all hate buying presents. So I think it's really easy just to, you know, get your dad something that he'll, that he'll actually use. You can obviously 20% off using the code FTTV. Um, so keep it in mind. Um, I'm probably going to do it. It's just an easy out <laughs> for me. And yep. A lot of us, um, the performance package 4.0 um, will be here just in time. So they've got many other products as well. Not the only thing you'd have to get is that package. they got, um, you know, a, a waterproof spotlight, boxer briefs as uh, George loves wearing, and then the weed whacker, of course, for those Italian noses. So, um, yeah, yes. I think there's plenty there. Like, look on the website. There's actually more than just, like, even just shavers and stuff. There's plenty of accessories and stuff that you might think your dad needs. So um, uh, check it out. I was going to say the uh, Lawnmower 4.0 has the um, has a 400 uh, 4000k LED light in um, it and waterproof, so you can do it wherever you want to do it in the bath. If that's your thing in the dark. So <laughs> wherever you want to do it, preferably like indoors, not in the public. I guess like uh, <laughs> at night. Totally up. Totally up to you. The options are endless with the light and the waterproofness. Yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent. I, I, I don't want to picture what you get up to in your free time, George. I'm getting worried. All right, let's move to the big topic this week. And, George, you've gone through and identified a bunch of players that look like they could get tagged this week. Um, shall we start with the top? Yeah, so tagging is a massive issue at the moment, and I wonder if it's going to get more popular. You see in the media all the time, I can't remember who says it, like, why wouldn't you send your... It might Xavier be Xavier Ellis. He says, that, why wouldn't you use like your worst player to tag out your best player? Like we see that, like, you know, Ryan Clark, Winhager will be a good player, but you know, he's really, really young. So these guys are, the tagging is out of control at the moment. So Finn McGuinness could go to Libba or Dale. Uh, I, I honestly don't know who it is that he goes to because both have been tagged this year. And both types um, of players, right? Finn's been to halfbacks and he's wingers and he's been to inside mid. So you really don't know what they're thinking. Um, yep, just and went he, to Shea on the weekend, shut him out pretty pretty yeah. well. Um, he's done what Ed Langdon in the past, Sinclair, others. So, yeah. Uh, Ryan, to know. I think Ryan Clark is like a dollar one to, yeah. to go to Sinclair. Um, yeah. He just does all the jobs on the defenders. He plays that defensive forward role at... Now, Willem Drew could go to Dawson or Led, and in the Discord I was reading, Pizza Safety in the Discord was saying that Dawson got tagged by Drew when he was on the wing against Port in the showdown early in the year, but they moved Dawson like everywhere, like forward, back, yeah. play like all positions early in the year. But when he was, was on Led the wing... playing then? Good question. Oh, I can't remember. I think he was. I think Led missed the first two, and that was round three or five, right. something like that. So he could go to either of those. Um, Matheson uh, could was go to his return or... game from injury. He played on the return game, so he's other yeah. ninety three this year was against them. Sorry, yeah, yes. Uh, Matheson could go to Oliver or Petrarca. It's a little hard to tell just because Matheson. I'm not sure if it actually was a tag, but Matheson was definitely on steel for the most part. Um, 
Neil versus Harms. Now, Harms has not played for three weeks, but they used Harms on Neil earlier in the year. And Brayshaw versus Perryman. Perryman went to Libba. Libba still turned up, but his fantasy score was really, really low. So I actually quite like Perryman. Um, pretty strong body in the midfield. And actually one more, uh, Win Hager could go to a Callum Mills or a Luke Parker. So a lot of a lot of plays to navigate here. Um, are there any players you guys would think about? You know, are you guys planning to trade out? I know JD, you have a trade. Um, I know in your video you said Sinclair. Is he still the one that you're looking to trade out? Are you worried about any others that you'd rather trade out? What are you sort of thinking on um, priority trade outs here? I think so. I mean, Sinclair's shown that he is susceptible to drop like a seventy or whatever with that tag. Even though Dawson was tagged. Uh, by Drew, he still went 123. Part of that was due to the goal, but he was on track for like 100 anyway. Um, the the other tags, it's a little bit hard to trade out, right? So I have Petrarca and Oliver. If one of them is going to get tagged by Beast Mode, I don't know which one, and I wouldn't want to risk trading out the wrong one when I could just trade out Sinclair, who's guaranteed. Uh, and then the only other one is Neil. And I think the good part with Harms not being best 22 up to this point is that if he is named this week, you know he's tagging. Like, yeah, that's that's a very clear signal that he's going to do that. In which case, I think it is more of a, do I trade out Neil? Do I trade out Sinclair? Um, the other thing about trading out Sinclair over some of these others is there's a lot of money. And he said, so he's the top priced or second top price behind Dawson Defender at the moment. So I can trade him to anyone. Um, some of these other guys that you trade out, you just don't have the same money in to get really nice options. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's still Sinclair at the moment. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, like, you know, I you could just trade an underperformer instead, like Crisp, but who am I going to trade him to? No money in him. So, yeah, I think it's Sinclair. I think it's Sinclair. Uh, anyway, yeah. Can I ask you, so you have Andy Brayshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Perryman completely blanket Zach Merritt. Mm-hmm. Are you worried about that matchup? At all, uh, like you wouldn't put always. the VC or anything on him, but like, nah. would you, if you had a trade, if you had a trade, if I had one Sinclair or Brayshaw, yeah, yeah, is the question. Uh, I think I would do Brayshaw because way I see it, and I was thinking about this. I think like Sinclair is a clear and obvious one. You know, it's happening. Um, and I'd be honest, I didn't catch much of the West Coast game and. To be honest, Nelson's probably not the best tag in the world, is he? Whereas Perryman's shown that he can do it quite well. I think there's more upside to going, um, you know, getting rid of a mid that's going to drop a 60 and trying to get one that possibly can go 140 compared to going Sinclair to maybe, an, you know, a defender who might drop 100. You know what I mean? The more upside in game, point game. So initially I was like Sinclair probably because it's the most clear and obvious. But, you know, he's still going to get kickouts and stuff like that, isn't he? So points can still come quite easily without – can't tag him in the goal square. So <laughs> I think Brayshaw maybe because you can just get like a LDU that can go massive or, you know, whoever. I haven't really looked. But more upside, so, what do you guys think? Just looking at Sinclair, by the way, how many sub-100s do you think he's had since round nine? You're lucky to have one, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> he's had exactly one, which was against the Swans, where he scored a 79. I think that's where, like, Clark that's right. Clark. himself as yeah. a tagger. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And Finn McGuinness went to... Um, Finn McGuinness tagged him, Sinclair, um, but it was released at halftime, so he still managed to turn up, but didn't have the yeah. best first half. I reckon it was on, like, 40 or something, 30-something, 40-something at halftime. 
I just think for a halfback, it's kind of easy to still maybe find the footy, like I said, through kickouts or even just through handball receives and you know what I mean? Easy stuff. Whereas if you're a mid with a guy in your back all game, um, we've seen it. Like they just, <laughs> they're stuck to contested handballs and that's it. They can't really get free and do much else. Um, I know Tuke handled one really well, tackled his way to like a ton, but Andy, I'm not so sure he's fully able to handle them yet, but yeah, I just think there's think- more upside. Much better this year than last year for Andy. Yeah. Dealing with yeah. tags. Yeah. I just think there's more upside you can maybe, yeah, as I said, jump on a mid that goes 140 for the week and you've made, you know, you've gained a lot of points there. Um, so, yeah, not sure who that would be. Again, 560Ks. So, um, yeah, I know I recommended LDU last week for Crips and he went nuts. Would have loved to be owning him the last couple of months. Been really good to watch, but... Um, yeah, like what mids that you wouldn't have have a really good matchup around his price. I, I'm not too sure. Maybe something we could look at. Well, interestingly, uh, LDU was looked like he was going to be on for 200 just about, and they sent Sam Berry to him. So I think oh, in the okay. first half he had 25 touches, and something like that. Yeah. yeah, second half, I think about nine or ten. Ten, yep. Interesting. I guess it depends That'd who you be- don't have and who you'd be getting in. So, Yeah. Um, All right. So Sinclair, Brayshaw, probably the top two trade-out targets are the ones we've mentioned then, and then potentially Neil if Harms is in. Should we talk about some players that could go big in the final round? And I yeah, think we'll start possible with... options to go. Yeah. yeah. So Sinclair, I think the number one option here is Sicily, for those that don't have him, which I think is just me. Everyone else is probably <laughs> looking at other people because I think most people actually own Sicily, but... The dogs we saw against GWS on the weekend, they were happy to let defenders just play kick to kick in the back half. And if uh, that goes up, Sicily should get involved and get a lot of cheap points on the back of that, uh, which, yeah, very promising, should have a decent game. And that dogs forward line isn't particularly good anyway. So even when coming in, I think there'll be lots of chances for spoils and intercept possessions. Yep. Um, Shannon Hearn, I think he looks like the one week punt. <laughs> you know playing so long down there. Game. I don't think it's his farewell game though I'm not sure they're retiring him or not no but I don't there's anything to do with it he's just absolutely he's actually farming points at the moment he's a 129 um, average over the last three yeah oh, 110 wow. over the last five he's just kicking galore and Geelong down at Geelong I imagine he gets quite a few so he's the same price as Sinclair pretty much almost 10k off or something so Maybe him. Otherwise, Angus Brayshaw. You guys, I know you won't in the other format. Would he be one you'd look at? Brisbane away, not the best matchup in the world. but I think Brisbane's not too bad for midfielders, strangely enough. Um, yeah, okay. I yeah, I love the Angus Brayshaw pick. He's gone 110, I believe, four weeks in a row. 110 plus, like two 110s, two 120s, I want to say. He's five he's round 110 his, in Supercoach. Yeah, I think one of those games he wasn't a mid from memory. Yep. Um, yeah, CBA's jumped up as well. I think they were in the 70s this week, maybe 60s or 70s. So I, uh, he, he's the one that I like the most if you don't have Sicily for going from Sinclair to somebody. I'll tell you what, if he's still a defender next year as well and he keeps this role, he's actually a very startable asset next year too, which is interesting. Um, the other one on the cheaper side we should mention is probably Aaron Hall. Uh, whose injury is always a concern with him, but it's one week and it's against his old side in Gold Coast. So I guess that is the the only other option I'd probably uh, talk about. Yep. 
Um, Still makes me nervous, but <laughs> you can't deny this. It's only one game now, so you can't really say no. There's more chance he plays any plays for the game than he doesn't at this point. I mean, it's the same thing with Hearn, right? Hearn's old and massive calf history. So I think they're in the same category of high upside, high yeah. injury risk. Hearn's been in better form, but probably has a worse matchup. A sneaky one. We have to wait for teams, of course, and Geelong. You never know what the hell they're going to do. But Blitzarves, I don't know the Stanley injury. Oh, Sorry, yeah. got injured, but I don't know what the hell it is. I haven't even done any research on it. But you'd assume they'd probably just rest Stanley. Um, I think Seglin might be back, though. But if Blitz was solo, yeah, I really like They might that. even rest Blitz. But, yeah, who knows? And just, just on the whole one. thing as well, actually, um, I think he's been scoring much better without Stevenson down back. So Stevenson went off with an injury and in that game. I don't know what it was. He was forward anyway. He was forward they, anyway. Oh, yeah. was he? Okay, okay yeah. fine. Ignore me then. They moved him. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Saad, I mean, no one's respected him all year, but he's uh, literally a top seven defender for total points and average, seventh in both categories. <laughs> and probably no one's blinked at him, but he's had a really good year. Um, but I think it's pies, exciting. It's like a but... <laughs> okay matchup, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I they're, 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 they're winning team. in. And I feel like Saad. You know, he's got a bit of for those big games, game. yeah, yeah, bit of big game about him. So I could see him going decent in that. All right, top three. If we're going to wrap it off for Sinclair replacements, who you guys got? Sicily, Gus, and then probably Shannon Hearn. I think you'd expect they concede a lot. Give another one, maybe because assists. Assuming most. I think he's like 90% owned in the top 5K. I actually love Perryman in the midfield. I know he's taking yeah, he had okay. like a 130 on the weekend. Yeah. Could be a sneaky one. Wins good contested ball. Even Whitfield as well. So Perryman slash Whitfield. Whitfield's actually, I think, 105 to 110 post by. Of course, you take out the hip injury game. Yep. What could have been Whitfield? What could have been? <laughs> could, you could be sitting instead of bloody Jack Crisp. <laughs> all right oh, so you got one yeah i was gonna say moving on next um should we go look at some um midfield replacements then yep i'll just say shannon hearn's my number one i think Might oh okay absolute crap ton of kickouts there jd would he be yours or you with gussie um, i'm going sicily one uh, oh yeah but besides yeah. him <laughs> uh besides him for others I'd probably go back to the well with Aaron Hall. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, forgot to mention Himmelberg as well. Solid option. Yeah, I just like I don't not not sure I love it warming Frio. up in the forward line every week. Yeah, <laughs> making people nervous. baiting baiting people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, some midfield options then with uh, Lockie Neal as a potential trade out or Brayshaw as a potential trade out. Who have we got? Ooh, I think who knows. Uh, Ollie Wines always does well against the Crows. Crows give up points every week, and obviously, um, I've said it every week, but Crows midfield is led, and a bunch of players that have played twenty or less games. So, don't mind that. Yeah, Zach Butters as well. I know he's a forward. Get to that. Butters has been on a heater the past month. Kick <laughs> three goals against Essendon. Love that too. trade back. Yeah. <laughs> Probably outscored English. English. Yeah, let's yeah, <laughs> not talk about it. Um, I think I'm looking firmly at JD for this one. Darcy Parrish, uh, you're probably the only one that watched the game. 
did he look good enough to bring in for one I, I, week game against Richmond? This is how it works the game, <laughs> all right? <laughs> uh, so I, need, I don't have much to give you. Like, he looked okay. Uh, he looked. It was just like a very standard Darcy Parish game. I don't think he scored particularly well. No, um, yeah, yeah. Like I know his form against Richmond's been pretty done good. very well in the past. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he had a 166, which was a dream time game because he lost yeah, the medal. Yeah, 50-odd touches. Yeah. And they call him Smeagol the way he seeks, seeks out gold. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like I don't know. I, I still think there's probably better options than Parrish's, but just a little bit unknown. Form hasn't been great since coming back from injury. I think like the really obvious ones would be anyone that are playing the bad team. So if you don't have Took Miller against North, I think that's a really obvious one. You could probably look at Noah Anderson as well against North. I think that's um, like interesting high upside. Uh, you've already mentioned LDU on, uh, you know, other way around. Gold, Gold Coast been giving up points. I don't mind that. Um, Cam Guthrie against West Coast, but I think they're going to be in second gear. So I, like, I'm a little bit nervous about going the um, Geelong boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, as George mentioned, Port against Crom. I think Wines is reasonable. Boke is maybe reasonable as an option there as well. Uh, dogs against Hawks, you could pretty much pick any of the dogs midfielders for the most part, although I don't know, they've been a bit rough in form as well. It's just they need the the win to get in. But they'll, uh, yeah, so they like, yeah, they, I think they're fine. Carlton against Collingwood, Collingwood give up points. So Cripps, I think, is probably a good option again as a captain. You'd imagine he stands up in that one. Walsh, we've kind of talked about, normally I'd be all over that. And he has really good track record against Collingwood, including um, some near double tons. But his role's been pretty, pretty poor. Yeah, I think I, don't, I think it's more form than the role, because even at stoppages, he's not, he's not getting his hands on it. This oh, is my that, observation anyway. The game on the oh. weekend, he had like twelve touches early and ten were contested. But what I observed was there was he just seemed panicky and short of time, which isn't the Walsh that we're used to. Normally, he's pretty good in traffic and still makes the right choice. But there was a lot of handballs that were going to opposition hands and that type of stuff. So just like, just not the normal stuff you'd see from Walsh. I, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, it could be a form thing, but yeah. That being said, uh, the Collingwood starting midfield this week, no Tay Adams at the moment. Side bottom, sure. Josh Dacos, Jack Chris, Scott Pendlebury. They're the four mids that they used on the weekend. I assume the goalie's coming back. And he'll probably line up on Crips. Um, but that's, I'm pretty confident Walsh will have a really good game because mm-hmm. just watching him, he's been playing on very difficult opponents. Uh, but this week, not so much. Yeah. So I don't think Walsh is the worst option. Yep. I believe he had a big game too against them in 2021, like a 190. So definitely capable. Um, I think wines as JD, I think it makes a lot of sense. Just he's found a bit of form. He, look, he can always drop the stinker, but he's in a in a good patch of form. Um, and Porter actually playing quite well. But I think for me, playing a bit of fun on the edge last round. Noah Anderson, I think, might be just a really fun one for last round against North. Gold Coast disappointed probably they're not getting in the finals race. Probably want to cap off the year with a big win, um, and he'll probably be part of that. But he does have his issues sometimes with disposal, which is why he doesn't uh, isn't too consistent. But still, a young player, I just think that might be a big upside pick for the week. Okay, I feel like there's not too many forward options to talk about, just because it, I can't see too many people trading out forward line no. player. 
but I think like the, I mean, George has already mentioned butters. I think the other thing you could look at is the high upside key forwards in easy matchups that are going for Coleman wins. So Hawkins without um, Jeremy Cameron against West Coast, I think he's seven behind the leader at the moment. So he needs to kick eight or nine. And uh, Tom Lynch is in the same boat yeah. against Essendon, needs to kick about a seven or eight or something to be in contention as well. So you could uh, have a little bit of a sneaky gamble on one of those two if you wanted to go for a high upside key forward. Okay. Um, now, I think that's everything. We got vice captain and captain, but before we jump into it, I just wanted to get a quick pulse check of who's going to take up the final spot in the eight. There's going to be, what, there's three teams in it. There's uh, Carlton, the Dogs, and St Kilda. Let's write the Saints off. I don't want to be too uh, yeah. too rude, but they have they can definitely win against Sydney, I think, but they need to build up like too much percentage to even get there. So, you know, whilst they might pull off the biggest upset uh, of the round, I don't think they can make that much percentage up uh, anyway. Yep. And Sydney are playing for top two. That'll be awfully hard. So, really, it's down to the Dogs who... Probably get the job done against Hawthorne, you would think, if they mm-hmm. <laughs> have enough heart in them to know that the you know they can control their own destiny there and just have to do what's required. But it just comes down to the big game, boys. Who's going to win? <laughs> Is Carlton going to get the job done and get in? Or I mean, the that, Pies are playing for top four as well. That's the thing. That could legitimately have ninety thousand there. Has to at the, at the G. <laughs> yeah, because Pies will be playing for top four and Blues uh, have been turning up. As well, Blues are playing for a spot in the eight. Yeah, wow, it's yeah. a so hard it, one. It'll be tip this far out. I think the Blues might win. I just think they they played really well on Saturday night. I know they lost and a few things went wrong in the last couple of minutes, but I think they look really good, especially undermanned playing. You know, Doc in the midfield <laughs> was not too bad. Um, Cripps is playing quite well. Um, if Sammy lifts, you know, lifts and plays a good game, I think they can dominate the midfield, and they got the big forwards as well. So, I think I don't even know what the odds are, but I think I'd tip the Blues. What about you, George? Don't know. This is why I don't tip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I hate tipping. By the way, I think Collingwood probably better at winning, and then they def- they desperately the need that big body in the midfield because what's been happening with Collingwood is they've been getting destroyed in the midfield, but because they're so efficient going forward. They've just been scraping through. So they can be efficient again. I think they'll get up. Otherwise, no. I'll say pies. Bookie's got it even, JD. $1.92 a piece. Can't be split. For who gets in? Just the game, which, yeah. Collingwood versus. Oh, um, wow. Okay, okay. Got it Collingwood would be more. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people do believe that Collingwood are pretenders. The percentage is a big deal. Port have yeah. more percentage than the Collingwood. Yep. Did you see yep. that? Yeah, yeah. Fun, fun stat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Carlton get in, but I'd be much more interested in seeing the dogs in the eight again. I just like watching them as a team. So true. They all really right, should be. Fifth they all really played be. Bris, probably Brisbane, Melbourne, or or could be Frio. Frio. Yeah. yeah. So the, what it is is Brisbane Melbourne obviously really big game. Whoever wins top four, He's whoever top loses four. sixth, pretty much, um, assuming Freo win. Yep. Um, and then obviously Tigers are pretty much locked into seventh unless they lose to the Bombers, but can't see that probably happening. So the only reason, the only way it's not one of those two teams is if the Collingwood loses, then it'll be Collingwood in sixth. 
<laughs> so it could be Collingwood Tigers for elimination finals. So, yeah, big games. Friday nights, yeah, huge as well. Whoever yep. needs to lock in top four. Yeah, that's good. There's a couple of really interesting games to finish up the week. A lot of dead games, a lot of really dead games. A lot of games. dead games, but at least three that are important. Yeah. <laughs> They're really important. Uh, cool. All right, Captain, Vice Captain. I think it's pretty easy this week. Uh, Miller's playing north, so I think he's got to be in your plans either as a Vice Captain or a Captain. Uh, on Friday night, uh, like maybe you can consider Oliver against Brisbane if you don't have any other options. Otherwise, uh, Laird against Port Adelaide seems like um, the safe money for the captain. Any other thoughts or considerations in those three? Well, I think it's do you use your VC on Friday on a Oliver or Neil? I have to. Not have to, but I am. Just because of how it works. I don't have any great options outside of them. That I trust enough to put the like I trust Tuke to put the captaincy on, but he's probably have to be the VC, which means are you putting it on Steel? Are you putting it on Merritt against Richmond? Are you putting it on I don't know, McRae? Do we trust him again against Hawthorne? No, no. Exactly. So that means I'm putting it on V uh Neil or Clary Friday night and then happy enough to roll into Tuke if need be. I like Crips Shrek, and, by the way, Crips and Walsh. Scheduling. Yeah, same same time. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, I was just saying it's too hard. It's so hard to pass up on Tuke when everyone and the yeah. rest of the comp will have it on Tuke. Yeah. Yeah, I think I Crips mind. and Walsh. Yeah, backups. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather I don't that really... falling onto them possibly if I don't know, oh, whatever happens to Tuke? Yeah. Or would Probably you rather go top two thousand Friday night into Tuke? I think Friday into Tuke. You said it I, I think I'll go. I think I'll go. I think I'll go Neil. I think Neil's Clary playing for Brownlow here. Oh, Neil's yeah. pro- Neil's like clear flat favorite at the moment. I think he can secure Brownlow with a good game. And this is like this is Brisbane's like one of their biggest games in the past ten years. I know they've had finals, but this is like they got to make top four here. The MCG yeah. hoodoo. It's like it's massive, 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 massive. I think Neil. If I think I'll be VC Neil. Yeah. Better Clary. Yeah. VC yeah. Neil C two for me. Anything different, JD? Or yeah, VC, VC, as well? No, VC took C Laird. Yeah, okay. You're not worried about Drew? Like some, I don't know, George's? Ho- hopefully, you won't need to <laughs> use no, it. don't think it'll happen. I think no, it's just because it was user sweet. He can work through them anyway. If I, if I get spooked, um, it'll be Crips against Collingwood, I think. It's watching them at the, the countdown seconds and <laughs> see if he goes to him. Yeah, but the, I've never know, done that the, by the way. Do people do you guys do that ever? I know George so the, does for sure. <laughs> the problem the problem is that mm. the TV delays usually. Yeah, you gotta have Foxtel, to, don't you? you gotta yeah, have it's direct usually line. too much for you to be able to to um make the swap. And <laughs> if they don't show the right angle, you know, yeah. like you it's hard to tell which player's walking where. And so yeah. you try and do it and it's like, oh game's already been locked down. So which is yeah, <laughs> never any any good. Uh, yeah, otherwise, like Sicily against the dogs is a smoky as well. If you wanted to go really uh, left field, yeah. I oh, look, I I trust probably not trust, but I'd be happy to go to Merritt if you wanted to VC too. We aren't gonna we aren't gonna touch him. But my problem is Essendon. Do they care enough to <laughs> put in any sort of a performance? The one that I think is interesting. Uh, which none of us have, which I want to talk about him, is, is actually Max gone on the Friday against Big O. Big O's been giving up some ruck scores. And I think Gorn's the type that will stand up again in that type of matchup. And he's got the big ceiling. He's got a 160 in him. 
Um, you know, he's pretty easy to vice captain option. It's usually either a good score or a bad score. It's not too much mm. in between, yeah. or not as much in between as what you'd see with others. So yeah, that's the other one I think you like. But yeah, Miller and Taleb for me. Yep. Okay, uh, let's wrap it up then with some Q and A. Um, George asked the Discord. Um, and I think he's already passed through and picked out the PG questions. Um, so should we get cracking into those? Who's who's going to read them out for us this week? I can read them. Right. So we've been been over a few of these, but Sinclair best Sinclair replacement outside of Sicily or Dawson. Mine was Gus. As one really word. different for one week. I said Hearn. JD said. Oh um... uh, yeah, I actually don't mind Doherty as well against Pies given that he was playing in the midfield, which I haven't really talked about much. But if he plays the midfield again, he gets pies good. If he plays in defense against pies, I think it's probably pretty good still as lot? well. Or was it just in parts? What does his CBAs look like? It was like 70%. It was basically wow. the whole game. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Next question is, if you could see one out of Walsh, Doherty or Cripps, who would you go? Probably go Cripps. Cripps. I'll go Sammy. Uh Player to pick in 2023 that you've never owned before? Oh, I was going to say, no, I have owned him. Uh, I'll start. I I like Rosie, slightly underpriced, another preseason. Yeah, CBA is sometimes sub-50, which is annoying, so I don't know if they're going to continue that, but see how he goes in the preseason. But priced at 90, then you can do 100. So That's a good call. Hmm, never owned before. There's guys I haven't owned this year, but have owned before that I would like to say, but that's cheating. You got one, JD? Uh, Rosie was actually the one that was at That's the, a good one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in the midfield, like Warner, LDU, and Anderson are probably the three that I'm looking at, but none of them are locks. They're all watches. Damn, uh, I feel like I've owned like a lot of these guys, even if it's for like... Would you oh, be on you know a rookie? No. No, I've I've never owned Dillmore in Supercoach. So Dillmore. Uh, yeah, good one. Good one. Um I'll say I'll say LDU because he's the best I can think of right now that I haven't owned. I wanted to say yeah. like Hayden Young, but not. Yeah, Hayden Young we've owned before. Yep. yep. I, I swear, did we own Rosie? No, maybe not. He was too expensive at the time as a rookie. I never had him as a rookie actually that year. Yeah. I don't think many anyway. did actually. Anyway, yep. What about uh have you ever owned Toronto before? Shut up. <laughs> Twenty twenty, we got tormented by. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. No, I was cog. I had cogs. Yeah, you had yeah. oh, cogs. Got yeah. dropped in the midfield. My yeah. premium mid no, got I dropped. But good, like, bangros. but yeah, <laughs> there, he is looking like he's heading to the tigers, as far as I'm aware. But if he is, I think that's a pretty good good pick. Um, Should get proper question. CBAs. A different question. Uh, thoughts on Brandon Ellis, five run average of 116, took seven of nine kick-ins, um, plays north. Wow, did not know he was going that well. Oh, he's taken the Monopoly, actually, Who's in the this? last six weeks. Brando, yeah. Brando oh, Ellis. Yeah, 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 let's talk about Ellis. Um, okay. Shout out to Mini Monk, who traded him in for fantasy. Only person wow. to 100 on him. He's like rocketed him up the ranks because he's gone well big the last two weeks, yeah. Well I don't done, see why this doesn't north. continue. No reason why yep. it doesn't. Yeah, no, I think that's good for a one weeker actually. Could it, we could add him into the Sinclair um, options? I think sort of missed him. Uh, next question is two players each on the never again list. If you can think <laughs> of this year, um, 
I want to say Tim English. Oh. <laughs> I've had enough of that of the old pinhead. Uh, and I'm going to say probably universal one here. Uh, this not never again for you. And I bet Jack Crisp is. Yeah. He's done so. I wonder if I've ever owned. No, I don't think I have. I just. Are you excited about owning Jack Crisp next year, though? <laughs> yeah. In. Uh... No, no, fantasy might still be an all right pick, play midfield, but not in this game. Not in this game. Um, have you got one, JD? You got a couple? Uh, never again's a little bit tough. I mean, uh, like yeah. Crisp is the one that I would say, obviously, like the one that I know I should say every year is like GWS players. Like, I should midfield. probably never pick Whitfield again. Uh, I should probably never pick Josh Kelly again. Absolutely um, not Josh Kelly. I picked him in the other two formats, and oh my God. Yeah, no way, yeah. no yeah. way. But uh, I, I don't know. I can't say never for these guys. I just can't. Um, I like it, it's probably the oldies, you know, which is like the cop out answer. But like Aaron Hall, Zorko, Sh- yeah, Zorko. Those are probably <laughs> oh, yeah, because like, you did only. Yeah, Dugowie is probably <laughs> very close to the never again list as well. Um, this is a weird one, maybe because. Uh, maybe it's not, but Patrick Cripps, I'm just never going to go there ever again. And I know it hasn't worked as bad as it has for me, for a lot of you people, a lot of you guys. But the fact I brought him in and got three tons, trade him out when he, just after that 84 and round 18, if you want to look, bring up these scores, didn't own him for the first two months, brought him in, got three tons and about eight non-tons. And then he's averaged about 130 for the last month without him, so... If I get my calculator out, it's probably 130 out of my team and 100 in. So just let's never go there again. Never put myself through it just so I don't have to worry about it. Someone also asks Gus Brayshaw versus Himmelberg. I'm Gus. Yep. Just for this week. Yeah, Gus probably. Yep. Could both be options next year. Final question. If you guys can recall the best AFL game of the Home and Away season this year. I like the showdown when Dawson kicked the goal after the siren. Obviously not the best game, but I thought I had the, one of the best endings when the ball swung back. Yeah, good call. Good call. Um, I thought Saturday night was really good. Um, just for the ending as well. But if we're talking overall game, maybe not as good. Um, Actually, for overall game, Tigers versus Geelong. Yes, good call Two well. weeks ago? There. Uh, no, that was about a month or so ago. That was back and forth in the last quarter. Maybe some people might say the Gold Coast one. <laughs> no, Anderson, that was good as well. Not a, not for me, but... Um, Pies D's as well, two weeks ago, Friday night. That was massive as yeah, well. It's been a lot of good games, I feel, this year. Uh, I think... Uh, many more to come. <laughs> when Essendon beat the Crows, that was pretty good just because of the smack... <laughs> The smack talk between George and I oh. in the Discord. Um, that was pretty how's good. The, how's the picks going? Who, who's getting picked? They got nasty that game. I was going off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, otherwise, I think, yeah, some of the suggestions, like, yeah, the the, the um, Pies against Ds, I really enjoyed. And then the Cats-Tigers um, game, I thought was really good too. Um, yeah, like, I think those are both really good options. I'm sure, like, that's a lot of recency bias. There are other games in the year which were... As good, but theater as well. 
when JD, stakes are on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stakes you know, you know Stewart in that game and then the Ed Langley thing, yeah. although that's, you know, that was probably yeah. overplayed, but a bit of yeah. theatre as well in those two yeah. games. Yeah, um, very good. Yeah, I was just looking. Jaws, Crom, they're playing too well. The, th- the three-game win streak. No pick four, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do I like. like the, I've done this before. I do like having. <laughs> I don't mind losing if it means a good draft pick. Sometimes, I feel like they put like a win streak together that. at the end of every season, <laughs> just to yeah. get get higher up the ladder. False hope. The uh, eases the pain of seven busted first round picks in a row or whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, Shelley, by the way, he's been injured. I think, hip. yeah, hip and quad and stuff like that hasn't got going. But um, just put him on ice. Yeah, I think so. He was really good. I think we can wrap it up there. Any closing words, fellas? Not much from me. Go Tigers. I'll be there, JD, this weekend. I know you you won't be, but uh, I'll be watching the amazing game between our two sides. I'm sure it'll, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually stewing. Yeah. I know I'm going to the Tigers game, but I because I had to lock in one or one. I wish I was going to the Blues Pies. I probably should have locked that in. That'll be an absolute spectacle. Yeah. It's so. it's actually going to be a weird game, I think, between our clubs on the weekend because, like, with What's all the discussions about our coach, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a lot of Essendon's pregame, like, narrative is going to be around what's the mindset of the players, what are they thinking going into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then Tigers will either come switched on and firing or they'll be like semi-resting for the finals based yeah, on what, like put, what, what they've been game planning. Could just be so real boring. <laughs> it could be really interesting. It could be absolutely woeful. I think, there's, yeah. yeah. So say Ben Rutten's coaching this week. Yeah. But if they he lose, is, he he lo- if they lose, he loses his job. Are you going for the Tigers? Mate, Caro said, Caro, yeah, great source, but she's just said on Footy Classified, apparently there's a tweet that she's saying, He's done, and Clark is going to the bombers. Like, there oh, is really? so many conflicting reports. It's about there's like a, two groups of journalists that are saying one yeah. thing and they're saying another. It's like, I mean, the media fired him today is effectively what <laughs> seems like happened, and, and then some media and, rehired him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Like, I've got no idea what's going going on. Um, I do not wish ill of Rutten. Um, so I. If if that was Essendon's stipulation that he has to win to keep his job this weekend, then <laughs> our club is an absolute rabble. That that's not how you decide who should be coaching. If um, if he is I gone, think it, they've seen I it as a play it, to get Clarko. Yeah, yeah. I what think percentage he, chance would it? Like, are they just giving themselves a twenty percent chance? Is it worth getting rotten just to give yourself a little bit of a chance, or are you not okay with that? Uh you'd have to be pretty confident, confident you're enough. getting a good replacement. Yeah. Coach, like that, you're not just taking someone. So, if you don't get Clarko, who are you getting? Yeah, well, That's I mean, like thing. we've seen McRae and um, Long yeah. Longmire as well. They've been like good coaches that weren't well known. And I think Essen was originally hoping the same with Rutten. Uh, I wasn't opposed to giving him a third year just to see what plays out. I think trying to evaluate a coach in two years with a young list is hard. So I would have, I would have been happy for them to wait one more, but. Yeah, is what Maybe it is. If Clark is available, then I can see why they've made a play for that. It's just weird because those experienced coaches haven't seemed to play out well at second or third clubs uh, from coaching mm. roles. And I guess if anyone's going to break the mold, it's Clarko. But I'm pretty worried that we're going to pay a lot for Clarko and it'll just be more dead years for Essendon. Clarko's great, but is he... <laughs> 
is he getting like praises Jesus Christ right now? Do you think like is yeah? It a bit- oh, it's it's being way overhyped. Like it, let's not pretend he had like a bad list or anything like that. It's not like he oh they got really good in the draft. Yeah, mate, they like Jordan yeah. Lewis, Ruffhead, and what? Yeah, they had like <laughs> a the gen- same draft. Yeah, generationally good draft oh, combined with a um, like game plan that had a significant advantage over others. That like you know they had a, like two competitive yeah. advantages. Yeah. Essendon has none. So like <laughs> you know. <laughs> you guys are good at drafting sub 180 centimeter players. Good so advantage. good. So good. Hey, we're really good at that. It's good. Yeah, it's mass good. is good. Mass is good. The problem is they're all good players. They are good players, the but thing. we do don't need, need them, all of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're all good, but like unfortunately they're not gonna. Anyway, let's let's yeah. not talk about Essendon. Maybe we'll uh, talk a conversation. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll do a bombers podcast later this week to finish <laughs> this conversation. Well, but, once uh, the coach is over, we're still doing these, so we'll talk more yeah. footy. Should be good. All right, thanks for everyone for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time.